0: And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam.
1: Well, good morning. Happy Thursday, Lena. Happy Friday, Eve. <laughs> Happy Friday, Eve. Thank you for trying to push my uh, failing my failing new term, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate the effort.
0: <laughs> it feels like some of our listeners appreciate it. So I thought I might just throw it out there. We say it enough it might just stick and become a thing.
1: Could be. <laughs> Fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, all that aside, it seems that it is that big D-Day for test takers. Uh, they were allowed into test slides already beginning at 6.30 a.m. for us. So some have already arrived. Uh, let's take a look at our first keyword of the day. Lisa. that. So, more than half a million students across the nation are taking the annual state college entrance exam. As we discuss every year, it is a pretty big make it or break it sort of deal. It is the third CSAT during the pandemic. We have even a name for them: the pandemic generation test takers. Tell us the details.
1: Certainly, is a pandemic uh, kind of generation uh, that are taking these tests at the moment a total of fi- uh, five hundred and eight thousand and thirty high school seniors graduates and others signed up to take the college scholastic ability test it is a nine hour five session exam that's held at some 1300 test sites across the country just like in the previous two years separate test rooms and test sites have been set aside with students with covid19 symptoms and under self quarantine respectively. Students under treatment of hospitals will take these um, in their rooms. Uh, the education ministry said a total of 2317 test takers have tested positive for the virus over the past six days. So although the virus situation has kind of subsided, although it is rebounding slightly somewhat recently, um, there are still a high number of students Uh, that are infected uh, amid the CSAT uh, period. Now, pandemic rules apply to all exam takers, uh, as all of them will have their body temperature checked before being let into the exam sites. They are also required to wear masks and sit at desks with plastic dividers. Students are required to bring their own water and lunch and will also not be allowed to gather and talk during a break. Uh, public transport is being increased to help students get to their test centers in time. Uh, the number of test facilities and sites and venues have also increased this year as well compared to last year. Mm. Um, the transport ministry has banned all airplane takeoffs and landings for 40 minutes from one oh five p.m. to ensure that no noise disturbs the English listening test. Um, The country's stock bourse and the foreign exchange market will also open one hour later than usual at 10 a.m. The grueling marathon exam is scheduled to begin with a test on the Korean language at 8.40 a.m. It wraps up at 5.45 p.m. with a test on a second foreign language or Chinese characters. Um, Tests on other subjects including maths, English and Korean history will be held in between. And exam results come out on December 9th.
0: I don't have anyone in my family taking the CSATS anymore. I'm at, I'm at the age where even my youngest cousins no longer is eligible. They're old. However... Right. <laughs> Not quite sure, but there is something in the air on, on this uh, D-Day for the college entrance exam. I mean, I, I spotted so many police patrol cars on my way to work. It's yeah. the air feels different. Yeah,
1: yeah, certainly. I mean, it's, uh, it was kind of a culture shock to me when I first came to Korea as well, mm. that a whole nation could come to a standstill just for one exam. It's something that's unimaginable uh, in my education back in the UK. But uh, just goes to show how important this test is. Uh, in the country in determining these young people's futures.
0: All right, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, good luck to all the test takers out there. I, I doubt they'll be listening to us, though, right? They're on their way to the well, biggest exam. Uh, hopefully not, though.
1: <laughs> uh, surely they'll be preparing for the exam. All
0: right, uh, let's move on to some diplomacy. There are, uh thawing tensions in Seoul-Tokyo relations has been a priority for the UN administration. Reportedly, uh, some progress was made at the recent ASEAN meeting. This is our second uh, keyword of the day.
1: Yoon Kishida Summit.
0: As Seoul's top office says, a milestone has been set for the nation's foreign policy. The leaders of South Korea and Japan reportedly came to a consensus on improving bilateral ties in a speedy manner during their talks at the ASEAN meetings in Cambodia earlier this week. So, what's the latest, Adam?
1: Right. Well, President Yoon Sung yeol and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida saw eye to eye on the need for a swift settlement, swift being the key word there, of the compensation issue for Korean victims of wartime forced labor. That's according to Seoul's top officials at the presidential office as they briefed the press on Yoon's six-day Southeast Asia tour. Uh, the top office said the leaders were able to come to a quick consensus to rebuild bilateral ties based on such a sentiment as the two sides had already much narrowed their differences at a working level. A senior presidential official said it can be interpreted as a very positive and active sense of unity. Now, the official added that the issues of Korea-Japan relations, export regulations, JISOMIA, the military agreement, mm-hmm. uh, as well as forced labor and Japanese sex slavery issue are all connected. The official also denied, meanwhile, South Korea was closing uh, its diplomatic space with China by aligning closer with the US and Japan through its new Indo-Pacific strategy that was unveiled by President Yoon. Uh, in Phnom Penh. Uh, The official also stressed that President Yu believes a comprehensive solution is needed. Uh, Meanwhile, the president's national security advisor, Kim sung an assessed Yoon's tour as having completed the first draft of South Korea's foreign policy direction, especially with the announcement Mm. of the Indo-Pacific strategy. Um, And not just abroad, but more diplomatic events are taking place at home for the South Korean president. He'll sit down with visiting Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutter on Thursday, uh, today, in fact, and Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez tomorrow for discussions on semiconductors, electric vehicles, and renewable energy. And there's one more that we'll be mentioning in our next keyword.
0: All right. uh, Another high-profile visit we have to talk about in detail. This is our third keyword of the day. Saudi prince in Korea. It feels so important that we designated an entire segment to talk about this yesterday. President Yoon will also reportedly be sitting down with Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, There's a number of reasons why this seems to be a a pressing issue. What can we expect?
1: Right. Well, the meeting is slated for today, actually, between the leaders uh, of the two countries. They will reportedly explore cooperation on a smart city project, as well as nuclear power, as well as defense. Uh, National Security Advisor Kim sung an confirmed that the presidential office is now working to determine the specifics of the meeting with Prince Mohammed, uh, but there is still no further information on the exact uh, date or the exact time, rather, but uh, it is reportedly going to be held today. Mm -hmm. High on the agenda is the Neom City Project, which is a $500 billion initiative that's been pushed by the prince and Saudi businesses. Uh, also, a separate dinner with Korean Taobao leaders is also possible. None of the companies have actually confirmed the reports, but a meeting is uh, being uh, slated soon between mm. the prince and uh, the leaders, of uh, the chiefs of, say, Samsung and Hyundai and all the big um, uh, companies. Mm. Uh, some Korean companies are actually already involved in the Neom project, and others are seeking construction contracts or investment opportunities. So, mm. Talks on those uh, will likely be uh, taking place ahead of the meetings uh, as well. The finance chiefs of Korea and Saudi Arabia also discussed ways to expand cooperation on energy, infrastructure and services in a meeting on uh, Wednesday yesterday at the government complex in central Seoul. Finance Minister Choo will said that Korea is willing to exchange resources in a wide range of areas such as infrastructure, energy and services. Mm-hmm. Now, with this year marking the 60th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic relations between the two countries, news reports suggest dozens of deals and agreements could be signed during the prince's visit to Seoul. Um, Expectations that Korea could build Saudi Arabia's first nuclear power plant Mm -hmm. are also rising with the prince's visit. uh, And this is the prince's first trip here since uh, 2019
0: so it's been a little over three years since he last visited uh he then back then met with vice chairman ija yong so that might be highly likely on the agenda at least according to latest reports Hmm. let's move on to that summit in bali this is our fourth keyword of the day
1: g20 declaration
0: So Russia's international isolation has grown as G20 leaders collectively issued a joint declaration condemning its war in Ukraine. Can you rise to the details?
1: Right. Well, the G20 summit in Bali concluded with a leader's statement that, quote, deplores in the strongest terms the aggression by Russia against Ukraine. It also demanded Moscow's complete and unconditional withdrawal from the territory However, some of the language used in the declaration pointed to disagreements among members on issues around the Ukraine uh, conflict. The G20 includes not only Russia itself, but also countries such as China and India that have significant trade ties with Moscow and have stopped short of outright criticism of the war, hence why there seems to be a little bit of division over the final communique. Now, the statement acknowledged there were other views and different assessments and said the G20 is not the forum to actually resolve security issues. That's probably an issue that's likely to be discussed in the UN. Um, International law must be upheld, the communique said, also condemning the threat of the use of nuclear weapons. Indonesian president and G20 host Joko Widodo said the G20 member's stance on the war on Ukraine was the most debated paragraph with discussions heading well past midnight now the communique also said the war on ukraine was hurting the global economy mm. it also said g20 central banks would continue to calibrate the pace of monetary policy tightening and um, members also reaffirmed their commitment to avoid excessive exchange rate volatility while recognizing that many currencies have moved significantly this year including the korean one that Um, Foreign Minister Park Jin also attended the second day of the G20 summit instead of President Yoon and explained Korea's digital transition policy, something that Yoon has been touting throughout uh, his swing through Southeast Asia.
0: All right, and with that, we move on to our final key word of the day.
1: Shunning marriage.
0: So instead of I do proclaiming I'd rather not nearly (laughs) have Nearly half of young Koreans say they do not think marriage is necessary. That's according to recent surveys. It fuels concerns about the country's chronically low birth rate. Can you tell us the details?
1: Sure. According to uh, Statistics Korea and their latest social survey, nearly half of the respondents of all ages said they think marriage uh, is a must, which is 1.2 percentage points lower than two years ago. Now, the figure turned out to be even lower among those in their 20s and 30s. So basically the age group that are started to contemplate marriage. Uh, Only 35% said, uh, in uh, their 20s, said they agree that marriage is a must, and 40.6% of those in their 30s also said the same. Slightly more than half of them responded that it doesn't matter whether they get married or not, so they're kind of on Mm. the fence. 6.4% of those in their 20s and 3.5% of those in their 30s said that they will never get Uh. married. Regarding reasons influencing their decision not to get married, just under 30% of respondents stated that it is due to the lack of money. Mm. Other reasons, such as unstable employment, the burden of giving birth and child rearing, followed. Mm. Lastly, 25% of respondents said that they either do not feel any necessity to get married Mm. or they haven't met anyone They'd like to get married, too. So Mm. some more concerning figures uh, and survey results coming out. Of course, Korea has always been always been suffering from low birth rates Mm. and uh, low marriage rates. That as well. Uh, Ageing population. All these demographical issues are continuing and it looks like Mm. they may continue for some time.
0: It's something that we spot in developed nations more and more, is it not? So we're not just singling out right. South Korea. There is a common ground there. Now, it's important that these surveys are conducted because, well, look at the reasoning cited. It's reality kind of crushing their hopes or even desires right. to get married, lack of money, mm-hmm. unstable uh, employment. There's nothing romantic about that. Right. I, I remember reading an op-ed a few years back, and I, I think it still has a sticking point. It's not giving up on the idea of marriage. It feels like a strategic mm-hmm. retreat, like reality is taking over right. the... The idea of romance
1: that's right i mean certainly a lot more people nowadays they're feeling less confident yeah. uh about getting married especially when it comes to you know financial uh soundness mm. uh, as well and they uh especially uh, some pressure among uh, i don't want to get too uh gender specified here but sure. uh, a lot of male uh a lot of men uh, kind of fearing that they're not financially well enough to get mm. married and that's why they can't find their other half Uh, So all these issues, they are fundamental, but realistic issues that a lot of people have concerns with when it comes to marriage. And so that is, of course, Mm -hmm. um, hindering such weddings to take place.
0: As for a very personal note, uh, I was a disbeliever of marriage, too. And look where I am today. So (laughs) who knows? (laughs) Certainly,
1: yeah. (laughs) Things can always turn around, can't they?
0: (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us. Have a safe day and we'll see you again tomorrow.
1: You too. See you tomorrow.